It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in our number two of the program here on Thursday. And if you want to call in and chime in, 508-996-0500. Hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app, or you can send in your thoughts on the open line feature as a voicemail. Oh, weird. I'm looking at my Google Analytics stuff here, and it's not working. Ah, well, we'll check that out later. That's just how I keep track about what it is that you care about for our stories, and that's how I know what it, what to talk about. So let me um, let me say this. The story last night, if you missed it, first of all, let me let me take a step back for a moment before we dive more into the talk about the police administration versus the police union when it comes to, to sharing information. Let me go back to another conversation that they had on South Coast tonight last night that actually echoed one that we had earlier this week on this program. But, you know, knowing that there's different audiences tuning in at night sometimes and during the day, the C-Click-Fix app, some of you had reached out and, you know, after we talked about it with Ward 3 City Councilor Sean Oliver, uh, some of you had reached out and said, well, how do you get that? I can't, I can't find it. I don't know how to download it. What I did is I wrote up an article based on my discussion with Councilor Oliver about it. And you can find that at WBSM.com and on the app. And they talked more about it last night. But I took the um, information from the city's website and linked to it there. So we have a link to being able to download it from the city website. But also, the city has a great graphic depiction of how to send in a report. So even if you got it downloaded and you're like, I don't understand what to do from here, the app is pretty user-friendly. But I understand some people get a little bit overwhelmed by technology. So there is a great how-to, step-by-step graphic depiction of what to do. And I don't always love instructions that just show you and don't tell you. Now, I'm a learn-by-doing guy, and I'm a learn-by-seeing guy. But also, sometimes those visual-only directions, which they, they'll do for things that they don't have to do it in multiple languages, the those don't always accurately depict clearly what you're supposed to do. In this case, it definitely does. So if you follow that graphic instruction, you'll be able to submit a report. But um, it is more, you know, more information about it, a recap of our conversation, the audio of our conversation with Councillor Oliver. It's all in there in that story because I know a few of you have reached out and said you want to have the app. You want to have that ability to report when there are things that need to be taken care of, like a side street that needs sweeping like a pothole that has not been attended to uh, or some of the other issues that might be going on. So, you know, I saw more photos up on social media over the last couple of weeks of cars parked in front of hydrants because that story a couple of weeks ago with the fire on Beetle Street, 
the the, poli- the fire department had to break the windows of a car that had parked in front of a hydrant in order to access that hydrant. And you would think that that, that photo kind of, you know, went viral locally, whether it be people reading it from us or other outlets. It was everybody covered it. And the story, the photo and the story were all over the place. So you've got neighbors now that are going to be watchdogs keeping out, keeping an eye out for that. Even if you didn't see the story, because my guess is the kind of person that parked in front of a hydrant, even if they saw the story, wouldn't care. They'll say, I'll take my chances. What are the chances there's going to be a fire and they have to access this hydrant? But now that your neighbors are all aware of it, and let's face it, people love to have an opportunity to catch somebody in the act of doing something. They're going to just now download this app. They're going to report it into the city. And I don't know how long it takes for somebody to take a look at that and to see what's going on. But you should expect to, uh, to be towed. 508-996-0500. So, again, you can find out more about the C-Click Fix app a recount of our conversation, and you can um, be able to download the app for yourself, all within that story. But going back to the police union story, this is something that, you know, I, I feel like sometimes when I talk about certain things, I have to ask myself, is this something that you care about because of your job, because of the communication that you have every day, you know, do I care about how crime gets reported? Because the, um, that, you know, they might make my job harder or they might make Kate's job harder or they might make it more difficult to, to talk about things on the air. Is that why I care about it or do I care about it because I think that the people, the citizens care about it because they're fed up with not knowing what's going on. And I think it's the latter because we get enough phone calls from people who are upset about the fact that there is, like the last caller said at the end of the last hour, there is a perception that the... Mitchell administration doesn't want this information to get out, that they want to suppress the information about crimes happening in the city. I don't know that that is the case. Uh, you know, obviously, that's not something that Mayor Mitchell has ever said. It's not what Chief, Chief Oliveira said to me. It's not anything Chief Cordero ever said. So the question is, you know, is there that perception because of the way the information is handled or is the information handled because that's the truth? What we have going on with the police union here, at least in, in the way that union president, Lieutenant Evan Bielski portrayed it to Marcus and Chris last night was they're trying to fill in some gaps with that information that the police logs go up every day. And I went back and I looked at some of the posts that they had posted and it was, it did seem to be, you know, along the lines of weekend stuff. But their their contention is that it is during the week, the police department posts the logs to its Facebook page. But then on the weekends, those don't get posted. And that those are going to be something that people will have to wait until Monday 
when someone comes in and gets caught up on that. Now, Lieutenant Scott Carolla does an excellent job as the public information officer. I don't know how much, you know, what else, I don't know everything that's on his plate. But I'm sure he's not going into work on a Monday saying, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that that's last on my list, putting out those police logs, but other things get in the way and other parts of his job will get in the way. And, and so it might not be put up there even right when somebody comes in. So it's something that is, you know, it could be three full, four full days before people see that log go up. So the police union is saying, well, we're going to put those things up there to let people know about some of the, what they were, what they called major incidents. And now they've been cautioned not to put that out because apparently they're putting out information before the police department can. And so they were cautioned against doing that to, to use their terminology, terminology cautioned. I can tell you right now that if you go to the New Bedford Police website, which is newbedfordpd.com, you can go there right now and you can find the logs for yesterday. They're there. They're up there. Looks like the logs for every day are up there. You can get the arrests. You can get the incidents. So you don't have to wait for us to tell you what's going on in the city if you want to know. You can check these things out every day yourself. And you can see who was arrested. You can see what incidents happened. You know, some of you like to rail against the local judges for putting these criminals back out on the street. In fact, under Chief Cordero, we had... There, at one time, the, the, the public information officer they had was putting out press releases that were basically chastising judges for releasing people back out onto the street. So if you're somebody that wants to keep track of those things, hey, you could you could take these police logs and you could make yourself a, a crime tracker. And you could keep stats on, 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 on who these people are, how many times they're arrested. Now, I would always caution people, hey, some, and we find this out when we're trying to research those who are arrested when we're writing our stories. Sometimes people have the same name. There's a lot of very common names in our area. But these logs give you their, their street address, their date of birth. You can keep track of all that yourself and, and, and see just how many of them are being put back out on the street. But the, the, the information is there for you. The union was... In their words, just kind of filling that gap. Now, a lot of the stuff that's in the logs are are things that you wouldn't you wouldn't think twice about happening in a city of a hundred thousand. So, what I'm going to do is I've opened up yesterday's incident reports. These are the calls that came into the police department, and I'm going to just go through some of them for you because I know some of you don't have access to a computer. So let me just tell you about some of the things that they responded to. We have uh, malicious damage to a motor vehicle. We have someone with a revoked driving with a revoked registration and and, un, and no insurance. We have breaking and entering for a misdemeanor into a building. 
Larceny of registration or license plate. And theft of motor vehicle parts. Telephone calls, electronic communications, obscene. Somebody making dirty phone calls. Identity fraud. Possession of a Class D drug. Annoying telephone calls. Wait, this this is the address here is the WBSM studio and it's during my show. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, we have annoying telephone calls. Larceny under $1,200 in a single scheme. An assault and battery. Those those are the those are the incidents that the New Bedford police responded to yesterday. By the way, the class D substance, I'm pretty sure that it, it, that's marijuana. So I I wonder how much the person had. I don't know what else qualifies as a class D. It it doesn't it doesn't say what the suspected drug is. But it's well this is a possession with Possession with intent to distribute. So that that could be a large amount of marijuana over the legal amount that you're allowed to have. But that's really the the most serious crime from yesterday. Now, of course, we, we saw on the union's report, the union talked about some crimes that we didn't get any information on. So we're talking about three on April 14th. So last Friday, a stabbing on Rockdale Avenue, an armed robbery on Nossett Street, and an incident of shots fired on Grinnell Street and Pleasant Street. Then on Tuesday, there was a shooting on Chancery Street and Elm Street that injured a, a city juvenile. That story is up at WBSM.com. Kate did get information about that, but yesterday. And a stabbing at County Street and Catherine Street. So those are those are just a, some of the incidents that they were talking about. They um, on April fourth they had posted details about a shots fired incident in the area of Griffin Court and an armed robbery on Hathaway Street. So are those things that you want to know about? Are those things that you feel like you need to know about? Again, the police department puts them up there in the logs. We're obviously not going to write a story about every single crime that happens. We just write about the most important ones that we feel that the the public wants to know about. There was a time when I was in the newsroom where if there were eight incidents on the log that we were interested in, we would get the information back and we would write eight stories. But we don't have that kind of manpower anymore. We don't have two people working in the newsroom every day with three field reporters. And you could also call Jim Phillips, even though he's retired. You could call him and say, can you help us out and write the story? So we get to what we think you will care the most about. Is that is this enough to post the logs on the website and to make people go to the website to download them? Do you feel like that is enough public information for you 508-996-0500 or hit me on app chat i'm gonna take a break be back in a few roll another yeah. oh, 
That's one of my favorite songs of the early 2000s because it's from one of my favorite movies, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It's like every time I watch it, I'm going to laugh hysterically no matter what. Even even though I've seen it a hundred times, it never fails to make me laugh. I haven't really laughed so much at Kevin Smith movies after that as much, but it was uh, it's that's my favorite of all time and imminently quotable. The situation for everything. So, anyway, maybe maybe I'll mix in a little bit more 420 music for you throughout the course of the day today. Uh, maybe we'll also have some. Uh, we can we you know it, I don't want to make it all of that because I know that's not everybody's thing. Not everybody is about partaking in the devil's lettuce. But we can we can certainly play a few more songs because a lot of it's good. A lot of it is still good music, no matter what. Anyway, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred, or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM. Unless you got high, actually, you still can. I'm sure many people have called in <laughs> that way. Anyway, by the way, last night, if you missed it. South Coast Tonight has been bestowed upon with a new name. The new name of that program, it it won't be official. It's not an official name change. It'll stay South Coast Tonight. But they will also, heretofore, also be known as the Pansy Brothers. And you'll have to listen to the podcast of last night's show to, to hear the whole story why. But it was... It, it it was certainly entertaining to me. I don't know how much the audience likes it when callers go back and forth. We don't we don't really like to let callers attack each other and go back and forth, but it, it kind of happened last night a little bit. Um, and Marcus and Chris did a great job of, you know, shutting it down, but still it led to the creation of the new name of the Pansy Brothers. So you can catch the Pansy Brothers Flower Hour every night, every weeknight from 7 to 10. I know. I said flower hour, and it's a three-hour show, but still, we, we got to go with the title that works. So, yeah, it's not you won't you won't be seeing changes at uh, WBSM.com's schedule in the name of the programming or any new imaging announcing that name. But you know, maybe some T-shirts might 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 be working on some T-shirts. I sent them a graphic design pretty much immediately after it happened, so well, it's already in the works. Maybe you can get your Pansy Brothers T-shirt. Uh, if you want to get one of those, we'll put it up in the store at WBSM.com, which we don't talk about very much, but we do have a store at WBSM.com. If you want to rock yourself some WBSM gear, you can do so. Uh, today I'm wearing my WBSM sweatshirt because it was a little bit chilly this morning. Not enough to need a jacket, but I, was, I wanted to wear a sweatshirt and I'll be out late tonight, so I grabbed that. But if you go to our 
website and you click on the tab on the website that says more, one of the options in there is our shop. And you can see some of the designs that we have in there. And you can wear the same gear that the the WBSM crew wears. If that interests you. 508-996-0500. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Oh, no. I hope I didn't hang up on you. I don't think that I did. Uh, And the phone just rang, and then I went to it immediately, and then we got the dial tone. That happens sometimes. I like to think that it's the phone company and not me, but it could very well be me. Or what it was was the person was going to call in and talk to us, but then when they heard me talking about the items available in the WBSM shop, they said, I got to get over there and get some of that right away before it's sold out. But you can get a, a WBSM sticker. You can get a T-shirt, a V-neck T-shirt, a kid's onesie. You can get a long sleeve shirt. You can get a zip-up hoodie. You can get a long sleeve T-shirt. It's all up there for you at WBSM.com in the WBSM shop. So uh, check it out for yourself if you want to grab some of that. Okay, now let's try going back to the phone. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, buddy. Good morning. How you yeah, doing? I heard, I heard the PNC brothers last night announced their new name. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, that show's getting better. They're definitely building it up. It, it's a lot different from when it started out. I do think sometimes people need to uh, have it out a little bit. I think it's, it's interesting. I remember when uh, – the former sheriff Hoggy, Hoggy. I have trouble saying his name. I think everybody does, but Sheriff Hodgson. Then, yeah, I have trouble saying the same, so I just call him Hoggy. Um, which he hosted the show out there one night too. But um, he had a he had a fight with a former inmate of his over the phone. Right. Yeah. When when the uh, it was one of the uh, detainees from the yeah. uh, from the riot called in. Yeah, somebody must have tipped off he's going to be on the show. And, but we haven't heard anything about that since that went down. He lost, so maybe the guy's happy he lost. And well, I, 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 did you miss Friday night show? Because he was on Friday night talking about that, that same situation. No, I missed that. Oh, let's check it out on podcast. Yeah, we have. We if you go to um, if you go to wbsm.com and you read the story, we have the audio in there from his appearance, so you can check that out. <laughs> Yeah, those those two do not like each other, that's for sure. Um, hey, another quick thing about you, your show late night there with the paranormal and stuff, that's mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Thank you. Um, I'll tell you some more. So I got a couple of stories, but um, not today, but we were talking about the Patterson film with the Bigfoot, mm-hmm. the guy, the, they say the guy in the suit. Come on, man. I mean, I don't want to hurt that guy's feelings. I understand he studies these things. He's smart. He knows more than me about the idea of Bigfoot. That's fake. I'm sorry. Well, why, was, but why do you that feel that guy like was a con man? Did you look up Patterson? He was a con man. Now, I've, Bob Gimlin's been out talking about this for, for 50 years. Yeah, he's, he's a character, too, but... 
I mean, you can believe what you want, and I'd like to believe it's real. I'm sorry, even for 1967, that looks pathetic. It looks like a there's a there's a guy that claimed he was in the suit too, and it's funny he walks just like him. And he's a, he was a big guy. They said they put things in his footing to make him even taller, but he walks exactly the same as that so-called Bigfoot. It's, it just looks. I'm going to tell you right now, you want into a Bigfoot for real, they're, they're not just going to casually walk by and look at you. They're going to they're going to be on defense. Well, not necessarily. So I've talked to a lot of people over the years who have had encounters with them who have described them as being uh, very intelligent, who have described them as being uh, somewhat sociable. Uh, there are people who have developed re- rapports with them and, you know, leave things out for them. And then the the creature will leave something for them in return. So I don't think that they're all I, – I, I think if it is a real creature that it – it has an understanding of man now. And I think that it has an understanding of where the boundaries are and where the lines are drawn and can choose, pick and choose the situation. I think it has the ability to reason and can pick and choose where it wants to interact. Still, I want, and I mean, you can't shoot those things. It's very, um, you, you'd, be, you'd be in a lot of trouble. But if one of them come to that, you want something with high power that can stop it. But, um, I don't know that you would be in trouble if you shot one because there's no law in the books about whether or not you can. Uh, it's considered still, even though it's not mythical, it's considered a, a extreme endangered species. So yeah, you'd probably get in trouble. I don't know. I, I think you'd have a. I think you'd have a, a, a fair shot in court of saying, "Hey, what was I supposed to do? I don't know what this thing is." Uh, now the difference is, it depends on. You know what we if we do ever find a physical flesh and blood creature and we're able to to trace what it might be, what does it come back as? Does it come back as primate? Does it come back as you know uh, somewhat human? So that's that's where it would get really tricky. But I think I think most people would would want to you know not have to shoot one unless they absolutely had to. No, I wouldn't shoot it unless I had to. I'd just stay the hell away and be on guard. But and I'd run like hell after I shot. shot He might feel the same way about you. He might yeah, see you coming and saying, I don't want any piece of this and just run away. Well, I think he'd run. I think they'd probably run too, but I think they look like they're curious animals. I've seen other footage of Bigfoot so look realer than the Patterson film, and they, they turned out not to be big. Some claim they were real, and they look a hell of a lot more real than that 1967 clip. You just see him walking across the way, and then at the end, it's funny, before they cut it off, he's sitting there hiding behind a tree, peeking out, like, is it okay to shut the camera off now? I don't believe, I never believed in the Patterson film, even when I was a kid. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll tell you this much. The one thing I can tell you is I don't believe anything that Tom Biscardi puts out. Uh, he was involved in that hoax years ago with the Bigfoot in the freezer. And, yeah. uh, and, and I had him on Spooky South Coast to explain that. And he, he threw the two other two guys under the bus and it was just the whole thing. I talked to those guys one week and then time, uh, a short while later we had Tom Biscardi on and they were just kind of throwing, throwing up fingers at each other and accusing each other and it just was a whole whole thing so after that i never trusted anything tom biscardi has put out there and two more things i want to throw up there won't be long a couple of interesting things to look at the cougar is coming back to the western part of massachusetts they've already got proof to get prints 
They actually captured one, I believe. But they don't know whether somebody it was a pet and somebody dumped it off. But they are starting to see more and more tracks. So there is a small number of cougars, and they think they're the mountain lions from California moving this way. And there's plenty of food for them around here, and they're very sneaky and quiet. And then there's another animal in um, Australia and other parts, surrounding parts, called the Tycholine, a Tasmanian tiger. He wasn't a tiger, but it was kind of like, a, it was more related to a kangaroo, but it looked like a dog, and it was killed off. And they're seeing sightings. They've been seeing sightings of that for years. They don't really have any authentic pictures. Though. They have pictures, but nothing really authentic. Yeah, and, no, it's, it's some people have been looking at it for years. But think about this. Think about all the years that they, um, you know, people question whether or not the giant squid was real. And then yeah, they discovered that. So They found fish underwater. They thought they were extinct for thousands of years. And they're still, they found out they're, they're still alive. They were deep down in the sea. Yep. You heard about that, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff out Very there that we still haven't been, been able to discover. I got to just hold you there because I'm up against a break, but thank you for the call. All right. Have a great day, buddy. You as well. Callers, hang on. We will get to you. I got a quick break here, and I'll be right back. <laughs> Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Yes, good. How are you? Uh, Yesterday you were talking about Kowloon's. Oh, now I'm dying for Chinese food. But anyway, um, I was just looking on the Google thing. I know my cousin lives out that area, and she said that they're just going to cut down on on the place a lot because they have have 1,200 seating. Did you know that? Yeah. So, so some of the plans that were so the originally the story came out that you know the count when when this generation is done, the restaurant is done. Then there was a lot of um, you know outcry about that, and they said, well, we're we're just going to kind of down downsize some of the space that we have. Then it turned into well, and by the way, as they were saying that, they were building an outdoor pavilion to have shows outside. So I, I don't know how true a lot of that is. I think a lot of it is just kind of some good marketing on the part of the Wongs, but uh, I, I can't imagine there'll be a time when you know they would ever they would ever pare down what's in the restaurant because it's always packed. It's, it's always good. full. Oh, I know. Beautiful. Except I don't, I don't like the upstairs. Like if I go there and, and like, 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 oh, we can have you sit upstairs. I'm like, no, no, no. I got to be downstairs with the fountains yeah. and all the decorations and, the and all door. that. <laughs> yeah, I want all that stuff. Yeah, I know. And um, when I was there, they were having a communion for one little girl. There must have been I don't know how many people there, but I know that the, they said this is what they call the mafioso. Part. <laughs> they, <laughs> they go there a lot, and so they call them in Salem. I don't know the mafioso. So um, anyway, um, yeah, so she was saying that 
that she was heard, she heard they were going to downsize and stuff like that too. But oh my god, I hope they don't get rid of it. That's what, a, what, what's your favorite thing to get up there? What did I have? I I love chicken wings anyway. Did but, you get, um, did you get the Saugus wings? No, I just saw the Chinese chicken wings. The rice was really good, and uh, I think it came with chow mein. And then I, I like lo mein. I'm not one to try. I don't, I'm not one to try different things. Like I wouldn't try. Well, like, do you do you like garlic chicken wings? Yeah, if they're not spicy. I'm not a spicy. I'm onto the spice. Yeah, they're not too spicy. I would recommend the next time you go there, get the Saugus wings. It's their garlic chicken wings. Mm. They are outstanding. Are they crunchy? Are they the? the yeah. A lot of places make those, uh, you know, the, the crunchy ones now. But I eat, like the old little tiny ones, you know, with like the. Um, no, they're the same chicken wings. Like stuff. if you if you got the the yeah. chicken wings, the if you got the regular chicken wings, it's the same wings. They just put mm. it in this garlic sauce, and, and and there's a ton of sauce all over them, and it's so good. Oh yum! I like everything there. Uh, I've only been there a couple of times, but even their drinks were good. Their their teriyaki well, is like getting a steak on a stick. It's huge. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't try that. I do like steak, but I never tried that one. But I've only been there like a, a handful of times. But um, but because we lived near there, there, there at the time, and then we moved here. Then I used to go visit my aunts out there, and we'd stop on the way back down there. So, but my aunt was like, she was eighty something years old, and she was she was very, you know, when you get an old aunt that's just picky picky. Mm-hmm. Well, she ordered her drink, whiskey and uh, highball. She called it. She said, "I have a highball," and I got my drink, and my other aunt got hers, and um. The lady brings over her plate. She goes, excuse me, I'm not done with my drink yet. So we were, we were so embarrassed. We were eating ours. They took they took her plate away and they microwaved it and brought it back to her. <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I had a bunch of friends that were coming from all over the country and we were all going on a cruise together. And we were staying the night that we were staying the night before the cruise. We all stayed in the hotel across from the uh, from from the Kowloon. So I said we all have to go there for dinner. And I brought everybody over there for dinner. And I'm like asking them like, so what do you think? And they're like, yeah, it's all right. I was like, you, none of you are ever coming out to eat with me again. No kidding. You don't have you don't have any taste at all if no, you don't think I this mean, place is amazing. Really, I mean it, it is. It's, a, it's the best I've ever been to. I used to like Oriental Pearl too. They've gone downhill a little bit, but. I used to like it over there. But, those, um, those, those. I like to call them Polynesian palaces. Those places just yes. don't exist anymore. Where nope. they put put the effort into the decor and the atmosphere and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, now you go to a Chinese yeah. place, it's, it's takeout. It's 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 like three I tables and a, and a takeout window. And, and you, sometimes you can't use the tables because uh, they get stuff all over. Yeah, they're folding. They're folding <laughs> takeout boxes on it. Uh, yeah, well, the kids are doing their homework, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's but, definitely worth a trip up to Saugus for anybody that's oh, never yeah. been. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's best. All right. Well, and, thank you. Um, for, oh, sorry. What else was I going to say? Oh, geez. Some people are right through this head. All righty. Well, you okay. have a good night. Well, you as Bye-bye. well. Take care. And, yeah, since I wrote that story, I've been thinking about the Kowloon. And I'm going to – my nephew's birthday is on Sunday in Brockton. And then I have to go to a concert in Boston. And the party is at 2. The – concert is at seven and i've been thinking to myself do i have time in between to shoot up to saugus and go since i'll be up that way but probably probably not i'll probably hold off and wait and go on father's day again although i'm really considering father's day this year going to barrels and boards and getting one of those tomahawk steaks and we'll talk some more about father's day and barrels and boards coming up in just a little bit right now i do have to take a break we'll be back in just a few moments Oh, 
me up and smoke me when I die. And if anyone don't like it, just look up in the eyes. I didn't come here and I ain't leaving, so don't sit around and cry. Just roll me up and smoke me when I die. Now you won't see no sad and teary eyes. When I get my wings and it's my time to fly. Call my friends and tell them there's a party come on by. Now just roll me up and smoke me when I die. I hope, uh, you know, since it is 420 and last night was 420 Eve, I hope that you remembered to leave milk and cookies out for Willie Nelson. Now, some people would say you should be leaving out brownies and a certain kind of brownies. You know, and how great is it if you are somebody who celebrates and observes 420 that now you can do it in New Bedford. You can go right to the retail cannabis store in New Bedford. There's one now in Dartmouth. Of course, there's been a few in, in Fall River. There's a couple now in Wareham. So it is popping up more and more, and it has become more of a uh, a little bit more ubiquitous for something that, when it was legalized, we said, yeah, really, is it, is it ever going to happen? How long is it going to take for this to go into effect? Well, here we are, and we're at the point where we have an actual industry. It's an industry that has been built up. There's more cannabis stores coming. There's more outlets for you to be able to partake if that's what you want to do so i think uh we're seeing the benefit of it we're seeing the tax revenue come in without a lot of the things that people were afraid of but you know whatever that's a conversation we can continue on in the next hour because we have the news coming up before we go to the news though you know you hear me tell you all about uh precision window and kitchen all the time how they've been in business now for almost 35 years and how they have been the people to call for any job, whether it's a big job, whether it's a small job, that they'll be able to do any job that you need them to do. Everything from replacing every window or door in your home, full kitchen and bath remodels, to being able to repair just a one pane of glass in a window or fixing a ripped screen. The other, the jobs that the other guys just won't take. And I always tell you that you can stop by their showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue and see for yourself some of the great products that they use. But don't don't just, you know, worry about when you need them. Think about some of the things that they could do for you. Think about some of the things that you never thought in the way that your home could look. And if you want to find out more about that, and if you want to be able to talk with them about that, well, then you want to join them. Coming up this Saturday and Sunday... They'll be taking part in the Realtor Association of Southeastern Massachusetts Home Show. And that is hap- uh, it's happening at the Longplex Sports Center on Industrial Way in Tiverton. It's right near the Massachusetts Rhode Island border. It's not a far drive at all. It's happening Saturday from 12 to 7 and Sunday from 10 to 5. And you can talk with the folks from 
Precision Window and Kitchen right there. The Pereiras will be there to talk with you about some of the options that you may have that you didn't even know that you had for your home. So go on out there and meet them. Go on out there and see some examples of their work. And when you're ready to book them, you can go to precisionwindowandkitchen.com. But make sure that you head on over to the Realtor Association of Southeastern Mass Northeast Home Show happening Saturday and Sunday at the Long Plex.